Fire Nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the borgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 112, season 6, episode 9, entitled Leap Day, originally airing February 23rd, 2012. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. Believe it or not, it's Leap Day, that special day that comes once every four years where nothing matters because real life happens in March. On this Leap Day, outside 30 Rock, Liz runs into someone she knew at college who was throwing a party later that day. After discovering that he's a rich billionaire, she and Jenna decide to attend. Meanwhile, after a disastrous presentation of a new 3D internet product, Jack begins to worry he's working too much and will miss out on the best years of Liddy's life and not be able to help her develop like she needs to, per his standards. Yeah, she can't become a libertarian. <laughs> or a li- liberal, <laughs> sorry. He, he probably he wants actually would be okay with libertarian. Yeah, I think libertarian would be okay for him. Um, that might be as far as she can go. And finally, in preparation for turning his dressing room into an aquarium, Tracy cleans out all the old fan mail that's been lying around, in which turns up a $50,000 gift card to Benny Hanna from an old commercial that never aired. But the twist is, it expires in February 2012, so luckily there's one day left they have to spend all that money. Yay! Can they do it? We'll have to wait we'll and see. We'll have to wait and see, that's right, yeah. No, this is, uh, I think this is, whereas, I mean, I feel like I was a little hard on last week's episode about them doing, like, an homage, and it's just, it was a bad homage. But this, like, definitely is a very silly episode of 30 rock like it it reminded me of like early seasons of 30 rock of like super over the top silliness zaniness like nothing really matters in this episode because real life happens in march exactly like it was this like it just felt like a standalone episode but still entertaining if that makes sense like it was a filler episode but it was one of the probably better filler episodes of the series um because just all the storylines are so silly like, I mean, basically, because of the airing schedule, 30 Rock didn't do, to do a Christmas episode, so they found the next holiday, which just happened to be Leap Day. Well, they did a Valentine's Day episode on Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, that's that's fair. But, I mean, yeah. Right. But right. But the, the kick of this one is that they treat it like, it, like yeah. it's a Christmas. Leap Day is essentially the Christmas holiday of this season. Holiday episode, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jack's storyline is very much Dickens' Christmas Carol, yeah. so... Uh, yeah um, but it's done so quick and so fast that you don't necessarily see it coming if that makes sense like it wasn't until the Kenneth ghost started showing up and doing past present and future that I was like oh right this is a Dickens thing because the setup of Jack's story isn't so much Dickens as it is it's just everyday Jack working so I mean I guess he is kind of a Scrooge but yeah. I don't know they, they didn't hit it as hard over the head uh, well, I think it's really just that last part that is the Christmas Carol homage. Because, I mean, the the lead-up is, it kind of treats it like, I don't know, it almost kind of treats it like an alternate April Fool's Day. And then over the, over the course, like, it becomes more like a traditional Christmas episode when you have, like, I don't know. Um, well, no, I mean, when, it, it definitely is hitting Christmas Carol because... Right, at the very end, but I'm saying... No, 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 because Kenneth is very much Cratchit, where he's like, or, yeah, because he's like, my bird is sick, I need to get home to my bird, and he's like, no, you're working, because we work, we work on the day, like, 
But I mean, it doesn't, I guess the, the, maybe it was just me. Like I didn't make that connection that this is the Christmas Carol until I saw the three ghost storyline. Sorry, I cut you off, but. Yeah. No, you're right. That That is true. That is an early reference. But I, I feel like the beginning, though, it, it treats it more like an April Fool's Day type thing as opposed to like a, a serious holiday because they talk about like, I don't know, they talk about, well, I guess, I mean, I guess you can have parties for every holiday and do yeah. like. It just seems like the vibe at the beginning is it's more like laid back. Like I mean, people are definitely treating it as a serious, serious. Quote, like quote unquote yeah. quote. But I mean, not serious, but you know what I mean, like a like a, a real a real holiday that lots of people know about, except for the Mormons and Liz Lemon. <laughs> well, I guess the Mormons know about it; they just don't like it. Excuse me, it's the Amish they don't know about the it because Amish, yeah. Liz grew up around them. Yeah. But the, the Mormons just don't like it. Um, but yeah, no. Overall, I thought it was a really, really good episode, and I mean. It, I mean, it's super clever to take a holiday, but well, it's like it's not a holiday, but take a day that, I don't know. Only comes around every four years. Well, it only comes around four years, but like basically turn it into almost like a Christmas episode and like pretend that it's like this big like holiday that yeah. people gather and whatever. And there's a part of me that I feel like, you know how it's like some shows, you know, 10, 15 years down the line, like Festivus from Seinfeld mm-hmm. has kind of become like a thing. I feel like if 30 Rock were a little bit of a bigger show when it initially aired and maybe maybe in nostalgia and in a couple of years, more people will latch onto it where Leap Day will sort of become like a faux celebrated holiday. Like, I mean, because it's only every four years, it probably won't catch on that well. But I feel like it easily could because it is so silly and wacky that the millennial and the Gen Z crowd could easily... Uh, ironically appreciate it and ironically celebrate it because I mean it's it's not commercialized or any I mean it would be eventually but uh, it's not commercialized it really is be, it could be like a day you just do something out of the ordinary which could be any day but you know but a leap day doesn't count exactly yeah there's no con- well there would be consequences but you know what I mean anyway uh, but yeah I feel like the only the week thing in this is Tracy's storyline just because it felt it feels tacked on but his storyline of you know giving uh to the lesser and things like that is a good important message so it's like it shouldn't be forgotten thanks 30 rock you taught me charity no i know but i mean like my first thought when he was like we've got to spend fifty thousand dollars at benihan i was like why doesn't he just pay for everyone's food you know that's there not just the friends that he's invited like that would have been my first thought immediately it's just, I don't know, give it to the cashier and be like, here, this is paying for everybody's meal that comes in today kind of thing. I don't know. I feel like they could have gotten there a lot faster. But anyway. And yeah, so um, I, mean, I guess we can talk about it uh, when we get there. But obviously, Jim Carrey uh, plays a big role sort of as this ongoing, well, with a USA plug, but an ongoing uh, mention uh, that Leap Day William is a real movie. Again, in the world of 30 Rock, Leap Day is a big holiday. It's a real thing that's celebrated. And there, there's this big movie that seemingly everyone knows but Liz about that's celebrated. That's sort of just parodying uh, Liar Liar. And um, I guess it would be Bruce Almighty. Uh, I feel like there's like a third Jim Carrey movie that, that it's sort of uh, parodying or homaging. Anyway. Uh, find, uh, any other thoughts? Don't forget Andy McDowell. No, I was, I, I've got a, I've got a reason I left her out, and we'll get there. Oh. Yeah, I didn't forget old Andy. Uh, any other thoughts? Uh, old Andy, old Andy. your way back. Yeah, oh yeah, we're best friends. Any other thoughts before we hop in? Let's leap in. Let's leap in into Leap Day.
Uh, cold open is going to help set up um, Liz and Jenna's storylines. Liz, Liz Lemon, it's me, Ab from college. I've had my skin tags removed since then, so you can see my eyes now. Oh, you ran the light board of the theater. Everyone called you sad. No nickname. And you. You were the star, the sound of music. Thank you. Not everyone thinks of the young Nazi boy as the star of that show. You are one age going on another age. What's going to happen next? A lot of people didn't realize that was the free, unlicensed version. Look, I know it's last minute, but I am having an epic Leap Day party this afternoon. Wow, a daytime party celebrating Leap Day. Sounds fun, but I have to work. Hey, Liz, new Bluetooth? No, I'm talking to someone. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't see people that look like that. See ya. Oh, wow, that was this creep I went to college with. Such a nerd. And this is coming from someone who wrote lyrics to the song the Cantina Band plays in Star Wars. Fig grin, Dan, the clue horn man. No. He's from Clackdoor 7. But at least I don't throw leap day parties. Wait, that was Thad Warmold, the billionaire? No, that was Sad Thad, the skin tag lad. <laughs> I coined that. That name has been all over the Gold Digger message boards lately. I don't know a lot about business, but he did an internet, and now the computers like him, and Wall Street is Google. Oh, my God. We are going to this party, and you're introducing me to Thad. Liz, I'm on a sexual walkabout right now. I need to know if anything can make me happier than being with Paul. And maybe $20 billion would do it. What? How much internet did he do? Poke your eye, Ow. pull your hair, you forgot what clothes to wear. What the hell? You're not wearing yellow and blue on Leap Day. So what? Leap Day's not a thing? Leap Day William, Leap Day William, bursting from the sea. So there's a lot in that just opening bit, uh that Tina Fey or Liz is such a nerd she wrote lyrics for the Cantina song in Star Wars which I'm sure a lot of nerds have done so I don't think she's alone there I wish we could get a full version of it that'd be fun uh, the the actor playing Thad uh, is a character actor named Steve Little um, he's definitely been like I think my, my first memory of him was he was like a running a recurring character on Reno 911 is like this just crazy naked man. He, he kept saying he was from the future. Like, basically, he was just doing Terminator. He's saying one of his bits was, like, everyone, there's no guns in the future, and everyone has to be naked. So, like, every time he would run into them, he'd be like, no, you have to take all your clothes off and give me all your guns because there's no guns in the future and everyone's naked. It's just, it's it's a silly little thing. Was um, he on the Quibi reboot? Uh, I doubt it, but possibly. I'm not sure what they... I'm not so, so that that show has a weird history. So like the first three or four seasons, they have like Wendy Wendy McLevin Covey, uh, the oh god uh, Cedric Yarborough, and Carlos Alo. Well, I don't want to I don't want to pronounce his last name. But the guy that voiced Rocco in Rocco's Modern Life. They left after like season three or four, but they still kept the show going and they kept adding like Joe Tru, Joe Trulugio that plays Homeboy on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh God! Uh, Andy's best friend. Oh, oh, oh! I can't that, think of the guy's name, the actor, man. the character's name, but you know he's Boyle. He plays there Boyle. Um, he he comes in as an extra, and like it's it's a, it's a weird rotating cast, um, which isn't bad or anything. But then when they rebooted it for Quibi, 
I think they brought back the original people. I think Wendy McClendon coming came back. So it's just like it, that show has a weird history of its cast, which isn't a bad thing, but it's just like, I don't know. They didn't really explain it well. I don't know if it was like a contractual thing or anything. Like they just, their three years were up and so they decided not to renew or I don't know. But they, they basically killed them off. So like if they brought them back in the reboot or the uh, relaunch, it'd be a little odd. But he's just kind of shown up in every... He's shown up as just like a character actor in numerous things. I like him. I think he's funny. He he plays that weird character very well. So I think he does a good job here in Thad. Typecasting. Not typecasting. Character acting. The same character. No, not always. Not always. Anyway. Um, but I like Jenna's ignorance. I mean, I'm, I'm about the base level, so I get it. But like... You know, I don't understand business, but he did a thing on the internet and it did well. And also Wall Street has Google. He did just... an internet. <laughs> how like much that. internet did he do? Or how big <laughs> an internet did he do? A lot, apparently. Yeah, Liz is also kind of same level. Uh, it's fun. But it, yeah, this is so this is the start of like uh, Liz just being completely oblivious to leap year. and Which it is funny because this show now would have lasted two leap years. Because if it were in six seasons, right? Yes. So it would have it would have seen two leaps. This would be the second one. Yeah. So and they sort of they sort of skirt that and push the idea away where they're like, oh, I wasn't here last year, so I don't. So they do a good job of skirting it, but it really is like, how did she never hear of leap year kind of thing? Also, I like how like blue and yellow is the are the colors that you wear for leap day. Like, they don't explain where that... Co- well, I guess that leap day... Well, that's what leap day William wears. Maybe that's why. Yeah, I guess that would be it. But, yeah. But why is he wearing blue and yellow? Like, are there any yeah. real significant reasons other than... Yeah. So that's why I'm going to say, really more than April Fool's, it feels like a St. Patrick's Day Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it, like, a merging yeah. of multiple holidays. Yeah. Like, it's a Christmas holiday... Uh, um, St. Patrick's Day, and I guess you would say April Fool's Day, kind of all into one storyline sounds delightful i mean if there really are no basically this is like a good purge i guess like the one day you can do anything you want and there's no punishment but you know you don't kill people kind of thing will he bring his bucket of sweets for mom and pop and me what the crap is going on in here why leap day william is visiting leap day william miss lemon did you not grow up with leap day william he lives in the mariana trench he emerges every four years to trade children's tears for candy what no but Whitehaven was founded by the Amish, and we really only celebrated their holidays. After high school, I went on Rumspringa. It was crazy. I totally snuck into the witches of Eastwick. But where were you when we did this four years ago? Certainly not on a Michael's Crafts crafting cruise. Oh, Miss Lemon, you are missing out. Every four years, you get a magical extra day. A day to do the things you ordinarily wouldn't do to take chances. For instance, I am wearing a braided necklace with a shark's tooth on it. I listen to rap music for the first time. Not a fan. And you and I are going to a party thrown by a billionaire. Come on, take a leap, Liz. Okay, fine, I'll go. But if he has a giant chandelier in his house, I am out. Those things fall. <laughs> that's kind of morbid well change children's tears for candy well i guess that's making them happy yeah i mean it's it's definitely like it's better than stockings full of yeah. coal no that's true i guess it's better than the opposite of making the children cry so right. he's taking the he's taking the tears away yeah. mind. i think it's not morbid it's uplifting yeah it's a positive i mean 
with this that once again not the stinger but the end credit scene implies that Leap day william has some sort of volatileness to him because he does like screech at the screen and he has like sharp fangs and the fact that he lives in the mariana trench is a curiosity um but i don't know maybe there's some more lore there that we'll just never get as to why every year he steals one child away with him to drag back to the trench that's that's the, i mean that's the sacrifice that must be paid i guess Oof. yikes how do you determine that child in a, in a world of billions of children, how do you determine the one child that gets sacrificed? I don't know, but I bet you can make a horror movie about that. Hmm. I'm sure someone has tried. But back in uh, Jack's office, he gets uh, he shares the good news of the, the new uh, company acquisition, uh, Zara. Happy Leap Day, Lemon. Help yourself to some rhubarb. Rhubarb? Is Whitehaven the only city in America that doesn't celebrate Leap Day? Oh, it's not such a big deal in Boston either. Just a Leap Day William parade, citywide ice maze, and uh, we don't poke you in the eye if you're not wearing yellow and blue. We just uh, stomp on your foot, kick you in the knee. Yankees suck, go Pats. I can't believe the woman who watches all six pawn shop reality shows has never seen the movie Leap Dave Williams. I'm sorry, is Leap Dave Williams a play on Leap Day Williams? It's a classic. Uptight lawyer Dave Williams turns into the real Leap Day William after an ice fishing trip gone awry. USA runs an all-day marathon. Dave? Is everything all right? I definitely don't have gills. I mean nothing. I mean... Yes? Oh my god, that's what Chris kept quoting this morning during our love making. New assistant reporting for duty. Kenneth's filling in. Gabe's got the week off. He's a Mormon. You know how they are about Leap Day. No, I don't. I don't know oh, that. Fine. I didn't want to have to do this, but I am wearing yellow and blue. Alright, so we learn... I, it... it this is me being fickle, but the fact that Liz Lemon, of all people, who, you know, devours entertainment, hasn't even heard of the movie is, is also kind of bizarre. They can only, by contract, they're only allowed to show it on Leap Day. Oh, And okay. like, may, maybe they don't get USA on the Michael's crafting, <laughs> the crafting cruise. cruise. Yeah, it's not, it's not uh, a highly, uh, I'm going to let that joke die. Um, but yeah, so we get our first Jim Carrey um appearance and and andy mcdowell i'll get to andy mcdowell in just a moment um but yeah so jack i mean the leap day william is is really heavily more liar liar which i i feel like i already know the answer have you seen liar liar clips no that doesn't count that doesn't count as seeing but you know the premise right yes okay he's a liar but he has to tell the truth. He's a lawyer. He's a liar lawyer, but he can only tell the truth. He's a lawyer, and on on his kid's birthday, uh, he makes a wish on his candles. His The son makes a wish on his candles that his dad can't lie for, I think, like a day or a week or for a period of time or something like that. Um, and so Jim Carrey's character in Liar Liar also is a defense lawyer, so he gets like a big case where he has to defend this wretched woman. Um, who may or may not have killed her husband. And Yikes. so, obviously, he has to do a, a lot of skirting and, and dancing around. It's, But, I mean, it's like it's basically a vehicle for Jim Carrey to be, like, super wacky, which was, at that time, was one of the last times he really did a big comedy because uh, it was shortly after he would do, like, Man on the Moon and Truman Show and um, 
those more drama and acting uh, roles that I assume you are more common with that than you are with the living color, liar, liar, Jim Carrey. I guess. I mean, I haven't really, I mean, well, I have seen Truman Show, but I mean, I've seen, I I didn't, I haven't seen Man on the Moon or the other, the other Oscar bait he did. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I've seen, I think I've seen The Mask or at least most of The Mask like when I was a kid. So I've seen equally... (laughs) Okay. See, equally the serious yeah. and the and the wacky yeah. uh, Jim Carrey, uh, but there's also Andy McDowell, who this is this is labored connection. So forgive me, but it's I wanted to do this two episodes ago when we were doing the IKEA episode because Mary Steenburgen was in it, and that would even be more of a labored connection to make. But I wanted to bring this up All because right. we want to talk about Mr. Mayor because we've. Because oh. that episode it wouldn't have worked because we were already going to go super long with it because it was an hour long and last week it wouldn't work because there was no connection. But now there's a make. connection. And now there's a connection because Andy McDowell plays a prominent role in the third episode of Mr. Mayor. Um, but yeah, so we haven't watched past. Well, I haven't. I don't know if you've continued, but and and not not because I don't like it. It's just other stuff has sort of preempted it. But what are our thoughts like early? I feel like three episodes is a fair assessment. To see, like, if you want to Mr. Keep Mayor being it. the new yeah. Tina Fey, Robert Carlock, Robert Carlock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I think um, of, so she's done 30 Rock, Unbreakable. Was it Great News? Was that I think Great News. Or great news? I think it was Great News, what yeah. it was called. Not a, not a good sign. We can't quite remember yeah. the name, which I thought was fine. I thought it was okay. Like, critics, like, love that show. I thought it was fine. I thought it was okay. It, it, uh, I wanted. Do we even finish wanna, the first season? I don't uh, I, you might have. I didn't. Um, but I thought it was like interesting enough, but it was like I want to kind of binge watch it, and I didn't go back to binge watch. It was it. on Netflix for a while. I don't know if it's still. Yeah, is. I'm sure it's around. Well, it's probably on Peacock. Actually, it might not be. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so this is the fourth show that she's done. Then because Great News was the last one. That's Sam well. Great News was before or around the same time. It was before Unbreakable, right? Yeah, no, it was around the same time. I think time. I think um, Kimmy Schmidt had been on a little bit, a little while. I think a year before Great News. Anyway, yeah, um, but what are our what are our thoughts? Yeah, on Great News? <laughs> no, on <laughs> Mr. Mayor. I mean, it's it's too early to say the full show, but I mean, what you've seen, like, is it yeah. a show you want to keep? No, watching, I like it. Or? No, we'll keep watching. I like yeah. it. Um, I like a lot. A lot of the cast is good. Well, obviously, so the premise is. Ted Danson plays a successful billboard. I think like he he made money from like billboard advertising, if I remember correctly. I think so. Anyway, he's rich and he decides <laughs> to run for mayor and he's retired, he wins. Right? Uh, right, that's right. He right for some is that he sold the company or something? Anyway, yeah, I think he's he sold yeah. His so he's retired, or out of work, but he has tons of money and decides to run for mayor to occupy his time. Well, the series kicks off with him like winning and being the mayor. <laughs> so um, anyway, the. It has, I mean, the, the cast is really good. It has Holly Hunter, which I don't, has she ever done a co- comedy or network show before? Network show? Well, I mean, she did the Big Sick. Big sick. I think that would be a dramedy comedy, but I mean, she did. Yeah, she but, did but, that, but I mean, like a, a TV, a network a TV show? show. I don't comedy. think so. I really I mean, think she, she's been she was on the last season. She was a, a recurring character on the last season of Succession and was really, really good. Yeah. She played, it was, I mean, it was a really great character. It was basically, she played. Um, the 
network network person basically a higher up in the rival company so the the main family in succession is like a fox news type family so she like worked the so there's another family a woman who owns like the a big competitor the, the liberal counterpart and she's the network president of the liberal counterpart but basically there's like intrigue around you know they're looking for a new leader at the fox news like network so like it's like she, she's basically more about status when it comes down to it and being successful for herself than actual like political ideology. So anyway, it's a really, really interesting character. Anyway, back to Mr. Mayor for the digression. <laughs> um, also in it is Bobby Moynihan. Ooh, I love Bobby Vella Lavelle, who was in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And it's a very different role. Like, it's is a, she she's the, like, uh, she's like one of the assistants. Yeah, she plays the main, the, the chief of staff. Okay. Um, but it's like, it's really interesting because like, that's, it's an extremely different character from her role on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which is like, she's also seen her like guest star here and there on things over the years and like do like parts of movies. It's like, she always plays like a very different character. So it's really mm-hmm. interesting. This, this one is more, she's more like, I guess, well, she comes from social media or something, but she's like, a, but she's still like put together like professional, like crazy ex-girlfriend. She was more like of a slacker who eventually got her act together, mm-hmm. but like she's played like, she was actually in the big six. She was one of the girlfriends or the people that his family tried to get that, um, uh, uh, Nanjani, I can't remember his character's name. His uh-huh. family tries to get, has sets him up with to see. And uh-huh. it, it's a very, she, I mean, in uh-huh. that role, she plays like a super introverted, like, I mean, it's it's not it's just yeah. not a lot of screen time, but it's again like very different. Like every year, so yeah. it's interesting. Very like she quiet, o- reserved. Yeah, 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 yeah seems yeah. like she always does something very different. That, so it's she interesting. Has the range. Apparently, so her. good job. Um, anyone I'm forgetting? Uh, the daughter. I don't know the actress's name, but she was in Speechless. Is that what it was? Oh right, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah she does. She does a really good job. Speechless was actually age. a really good underrated show that was starring Cedric Yarbrough. Starring Cedric Yarbrough. <laughs> the links are just just popping they're, up all they're, over they're the place. Everywhere. Yeah. That was a show that the good thing was like it the episode it ended on like actually functioned really well as a series finale, mm-hmm. but it still it definitely could have gone for more time. But anyway, mm-hmm. I won't go down that road. That wasn't Andy McDowell, that was uh what's her name? Uh, Mini Driver. Mini Driver. Yeah. yeah. Uh but anyway. We, wow, I went all over the. No, I mean, that's that that's generally the 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 vibe we end up doing. But yeah, no, I, I would say Mr. Mayor is like it's super fun. I think of, of Thirty Rock, Great News, and Kimmy Schmidt. It's definitely on the other side of like Great News, where it's a little bit more grounded. It's not wacky so cartoon, far. and I don't think it'll go too out of there. I think it'll it'll stay pretty grounded. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's like laughable and it's silly, um, but it's still like there's moments where they could easily just do like a joke to end an episode. But I feel like there's some heart in some of the bits, like the, the one episode with Andy McDowell, like the main uh, contention is the big, basically the rich part of town doesn't want a dump site in their neighborhood because one, it's bad and it's going to drive down housing costs and things like that it's going to make them look bad so they want it diverted to the poor neighborhood and so they have all these uh rich people living in the neighborhood speaking up saying why it's not my trash or i you know i just want to it'll, it'll lighten up everyone else's lives if it's in the poor neighborhood and thing like that andy mcdowell doesn't even live in the neighborhood she just is using it as a no, she does. It's she does. Chrissy Teigen is the one who pops yes, up it. Yes, yes, yes. All the all the town That's halls. Like, but she's in like two episodes, right? She has two cameos in two different episodes. Uh, and it doesn't matter. Um, but I feel like she showed up twice. She, um, she she showed up multiple times that episode. I don't okay, know maybe maybe of? because we watched them back to back yeah. to back. I 
sort of blended them. But um, but yeah, Andy McDowell is playing a resident and she uses some of her charm, but she's playing herself, so she's using her charm. And Ted Danson's character is obviously in love with her because he liked her when he was younger and things like that. Um, but that's that was my very labored way of getting... I see. So Siri to make the Mary Steenburgen connection because they are married. Exactly. You got it. You got it. But this is a this is a better connection still. But yeah, no, I, I think we'll we'll keep checking out Mr. Mayor. Um, I don't know. I, I I just it doesn't feel like a Tina Fey show to me right now, which isn't yeah. a bad thing. But you know, as heavily as her name is imprinted on it, I don't know if a lot of people are going to be turned off by the fact that it's not as zany as Thirty Rock or Kimmy Schmidt. And we, well, we should we should say it was originally the original mm-hmm. intention of it was to be a Thirty Rock sort of spinoff with mm-hmm. Jack Donaghy being the mayor of New York. Yeah. So obviously that didn't come to fruition. So they kind yeah. of switched the concept they, yeah. and switched coasts and yeah. all that. But yeah. But no, it's it's fun. And Bobby Moynihan, any any work for him is always a good time. So and he's he's definitely playing like the the dumb one of the group. Like he just does how he landed in that job. If they ever give him a. A history of how he got there I'd, I'd like to see that because he does not seem suited for the role that he's in but good for him because he's the speechwriter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway back to 30 rock kenneth i'm hoping to find you a permanent position here at the company but it's hard to take you seriously when you're dressed like that i'm sorry sir i just get so excited spreading holiday cheer well certainly you remember the joy that fills a young boy's heart on the day of leap don't get me wrong i love this holiday, but do you know why? Oh, sir, I never know why. Because it's an extra day to do business. A bonus profit opportunity. I have a bet with my business school roommates every four years to see who can make the most money on Leap Day, and that is why I am announcing today that Cable Town is purchasing Zaro, the 3D internet company. <sighs> It'll be like those Bible quotes are right in your face. Yes. Now, take off that bald cap, Kenneth. We have a lot of work to do. Of course. Take off my bald cap, not put on my wig. <laughs> Kenneth is devoted to his Leap Day William costume. But that's, so that's the setup of, it, it's, it, you can't quite catch it there, but that would be the setup of it being a Christmas carol of, you know, work hard on the holiday regardless to make the most money kind of thing, which is a very Ebenezer Scrooge. That's true. Good thing. Point. What is 3D internet? Just like hot I, your I genuinely glasses I, I, I that you wear to come out, uh, come out of your monitor, like a, spe- a special monitor that makes it 3D. Like I'm, yeah. I, I'd be curious to know exactly how that might. Uh, I'm surprised work. that technology hasn't become a thing because this would have been around the time when yeah. 3D technology was like at its peak. It, like 3D TVs were. I mean, now they're a relic, but at the time they yeah. were hot. But yeah, like 3D on your computer. I don't remember that being much of a tech discussion because it's, it's weird how that was a big thing like vr 3d all that stuff was mm-hmm. a big thing and it's like it seems like we've taken this pause and i mean even mm-hmm. well before the pandemic of just like i mean i still i think i've even talked about it here before but i was at a big digital marketing conference a few years ago where someone from apple like spoke and was like next you know next christmas everyone will have fully functioning vr on the next iphone and that was like three years ago four years ago now and obviously that's still no, it didn't come to fruition it's yeah. like what like I'm just so curious about that yeah. whole 3D and VR like well, mainstreaming the the well the thing with VR is for a lot of people it's motion sickness. I mean, not to generalize, but I know definitely in um, the Japanese culture, like first person 
anything causes a lot of motion sickness. It's mm. just not something that they're used to. So like first person video games and things like that do not do well at all in those territories. So the problem with motion sickness, uh, also the thing with VR is you can't wear it long. You can wear it a couple hours top before you really, most people generally start getting headaches and start developing issues with the tech. So you, it's not something mm. sustainable. So it's not something you're gonna be doing all day. And I mean, right. it's still relatively pretty costly. Like you can get cheaper ones that are like starting two two fifty, but if you really want the high end stuff, you're going to be paying thousands. So like, yeah. it's not exactly to that price point where it's should be in everyone's home. And also, there's no killer app. Like that's what you always need is you that's need true. something to sell it. And there's yeah. not. What are you going to do with it? Like, what what's something you want to see in VR that you like? I mean, I guess... I, honestly, I don't really know if I'm that, like... Yeah. I mean, if I was presented with something, like, to experience it, be like, actually experience it, be like, oh, this is cool, but, like, off the top of my head, I'm, like, I'm not, I've not, I don't know, I've never felt like, oh, it. I need this yeah. VR experience, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, this would be cool if it was VR, like... I, I mean, the the big thing would be, like, a sport event. Yeah, I guess like, so. Have it, like, that would be super cool, like, you're just, like, looking and you're seeing everything, but the problem is if you're on, if they have it set where you're, like, the 50-yard line, but you're, like on the sidelines right. you're not gonna be able to see the view that well so it's like figuring mm-hmm. all that, like, that that's the problem is it needs something that every household will really want and it just doesn't have that yet and it's not as cost effective just sports yet, or so. porn will be the breakthrough oh there's plenty of porn well i mean i know porn. there is but i'm saying <laughs> yeah, well, no porn well, that porn usually the, like honestly they, decades, that usually was, leads the way yeah i mean it, it was the reason dvds so. became a, like yeah. more prominent it it, I mean, The Matrix also helped, but porn definitely really helped DVDs become the standard past VHS. Ah, also, yeah. I totally forgot 3D TVs were a thing. So yeah. when you mentioned it, I was like, oh, right. That's, right. That, that's something yeah. that they tried to do a little mm-hmm. while ago. Yeah. Fucking Avatar. Ruined everything. But meanwhile, at Thad's apartment, Liz gets to walk into another apartment off of an elevator, something we haven't seen since season one. He's definitely rich. Oh. Look how lame this crowd is. Thad's been in his little nerd world for so long, and now he's peeping out of his shell like a... Um, oh, what's that animal? You know, the one that crosses so slowly across the road, and then you swerve to make sure you hit it, and then a car coming the other way swerves to avoid you and goes off a cliff. And then that night, you and your companion have the greatest sex of your lives because you're both sharing a secret. It's a turtle, Jenna. Yes, he's a turtle. And he's coming out of his shell for the first time. And when he does, he's going to see this. (laughs) Jenna really just wanted to go out of her way to mention she's let someone die and had really great makeup sex with it. She's a pretty cruel person, so... Celebratory sex. Like, yikes. I mean that, but that's a funny joke. The fact that your your way to remind yourself of what an animal is called is this really outlandish description of going out of your way to hit the animal, but also make sure someone else crashes. Like it's what it's a absurd. rush. It's a, but like it also like Liz is not even surprised by it. She's like, of course, like of course you do this. This is poor turtle. Poor turtle. And we finally get the setup of our last storyline in Tracy as he's changing his dressing room to an aquarium to see if we're really the fish or if the fish are the fish. 
We really got to get all the furniture out of here. My aquarium guy's coming to see about turning this whole room into an aquarium. Begging the question, who's really in the aquarium? The fish or us? Greetings, co-workers. Uh, Mr. Donaghy would like to inform you that, unfortunately, due to the Obama worldwide recession, there will be no leap day bonuses this year. Mean laughter, sound of a drink being poured. What are you writing now, you slack-jawed donkey? Oh. What are all these letters, Trey? It's just fan mail. I mean, would you read a bunch of letters from people who look up to me? A $50,000 Benny Hanna gift card? All right. I did an ad and insisted on being paid in Benny bucks. Oh, no, sir. This card is only good through February 2012. In the other year, it'd be March already. But we found it today. It's a leap day miracle. Gentlemen, we have one day to eat $50,000 worth of Japanese food. That's impossible. Nothing's impossible on leap day. It's like I said in my cameo appearance in Leap Day Williams. Give me your wallet, old man. I mean, I would think Benihana, I mean, it's it's not super expensive. But I mean, it's definitely like a corporate brand that you say Benihana and people know what it is. But the jokes that they make in here is that it's super cheap. And I don't, I've never been to a Benihana. I've been to a Hibachi style, but I've never yeah. been to a Benihana. But I feel like Benihana would be, especially being in New York, would be a little bit pricier than you would expect. But their jokes here are like, bring your most expensive bottle of wine. That's $12. It's like, obviously the joke is like, you would expect it to be super expensive, but it's not. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, not the same. I've been to like, I guess, local hibachi type places not actually benihana but i mean those places aren't like i mean i guess i would assume it's similar so yeah i guess they're not like super cheap like it's definitely probably more expensive than like mm -hmm. applebee's but i mean it's not but at the same time it's like it's definitely known as like kind of like a very mainstream like yeah i don't want to say like low end but like just you know what i mean just middle like kind of the of, road yeah mass yeah. mass appeal mass yeah. market easily accessible type thing. so i don't again this is my ignorance do you pay per person because I mean, if they're making everything on a on a hibachi style, yeah, I'm not. So you pay per person. Does everyone get equal sharing? No, well, I mean, well, I guess equal. Yeah, but I mean, well, I mean, I I don't know how long since you've been, but basically, like you know, there's like a normal menu. Like you put in your right. order, and then you normally do like a big thing of like fried rice, and everyone gets mm -hmm. equal portion of that, and they they grill up whatever you, you got, okay. shrimp or steak or yeah. chicken or whatever you got, and they give everyone, you know, yeah, and they they portion it out. I really like that thing that we did with your sister several years ago, which is like, you know, you do it when we were out in California and you, you make it yourself. Oh, the Korean thing. barbecue place? Yeah, yeah. I wish that caught on and it spread over here because I really would like that to be a more common thing. Yeah. I think it's super fun. I mean, I would, did you guys, did, was it you and PJ that did the stomach and the... Yeah, we, we, we got a couple like really... Well, I don't want to say uncommon. Yeah, definitely for for American uncommon. Like, yeah. well, stomach is just tripe, right? Yeah, but it was something else. Too. It, I can't remember. Yeah, what there it was, was you know. there was like a because it was something that we were just like we were just like oh let's try it. All I remember was it was very squishy and chewy. <laughs> like it wasn't like it was just too like yeah. bland. Like Not, if you think yeah. of like a bit like if you think like sometimes you get like a really big scallop that's like kind of bland. And mm -hmm. that's that's to me like it was like that, but it was even chewier. Uh, so mm -hmm. I would I can't remember what it was, but I would probably recognize it if I saw the yeah. menu. But I like that because that was that was like all you can eat. Mm -hmm. You just make a menu and then they bring out. You the order a couple things at a time mm -hmm. and cook it, and then if you want more, you order more. And yeah, keep going I think it's a cool idea. Yeah, it's probably a super wasteful uh, restaurant though in terms of. Really, but I mean, you order as you go. It's not like you know what I mean. It's like you can order one or two things, cook it, Maybe. and then it's not like you order. That's yeah. You don't order, front, you order a couple things at a time. Yeah, you know? that's yeah. So 
Hopefully, if you're not hungry, you're not ordering a ton. Yeah, anymore. that's true. <laughs> All right, so Jack's presentation of the newly acquired Zero, uh, Zaro company does not go off well because seemingly no one thought it was a good idea to have, or everyone thought it was a good idea to have three Ks walk out on stage. With Cable Town three D. What what could make more sense? I mean, than KKK. Well, that that's maybe fine on its own, but then they had whips in the hands of all of the K's and they had a black man in a shirt that says the competition and the K's were whipping the black man. Maybe that was a bit much. Well, no. Take out that maybe. That was too much. It was um, all, I think no, I think KKK is not is 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 not a not a good start. No, it's not a great start. But you can if you've got good PR, you can spin that. You can mm. much better than you can spin the well, you, right, whipping. That's, well, whipping that's totally defensible, but I, I think I think it, I don't think you can get past KKK. Like I think it like before you even get to the the uh, the other stuff, right? Which um, another joke uh, the Simpsons did was uh, they did Krusty the Clown and he spells his name with a K, so they have a Krusty comedy classic. And since his name starts with a K, everything else has to start with a K. Yikes. So they abbreviate KKK behind him. Yikes. And he did not catch it at all until they were live. Not a good Yikes. look, Krusty. Spe- well, speaking of genocide and white supremacy <laughs> quickly, I forgot to mention earlier when they show the clip from Liz performing as Rolf in the oh, off-brand yeah, sound yeah, of music. Yeah. Like, so they've definitely shown over time, like her. I don't know what obsession, but like her interest in German things. And it's mm-hmm. like she, yeah, she she knows German. She's been to you know she studied in Germany. I think they said at some point she's been to, like Germany. Also, she played the Nazi boy in The Sound yeah. of Music. Yeah. Like she 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 definitely has a lot of interest around yeah. German things. Not that German things and Nazi things are mutually exclusive. Obviously, in that country right. has done a lot to eradicate that mm-hmm. from being in modern thought but still yeah I th- as, as a long-running joke i feel like that's definitely an intentional long-running thing is yeah. like being very interested in and German i think things. i think in the current climate they wouldn't make those jokes yeah. like they would tone down that's a lot true. but yeah. at the time neo-nazism and white supremacy was a thing but it wasn't as highly touted and discussed so you were able to get away with jokes like that um but yeah but it's also so like I mean going to the thing with German sort of get, Germany getting rid of a lot of that stuff. So I know they'd probably have to either cut that scene entirely or at least like blur out her armband because like they yeah. are very strict about anything swastikas related in their media. So I wonder how that went over in Germany if they just cut the scene or they just put a blur on her armband. Hmm. Probably. Probably blur. Just cut yeah. it. Probably just cut it. Yeah, yeah. Good. I mean, you can still do the joke yeah. without it. Yeah. 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 But I'd, I also like, I mean, we should have said this back then, but the fact that she does sing the licensed free, the royalty free version is enough. But then she also, to explain the joke to the audience, then says, some people don't know that that's the licensed free version of that song. is like, like for them to explain why they didn't do sixteen going on, or I don't know, I don't know what the real name of the song I is. Think sixteen, going, 16 on going on seventeen. They explain it. It's like, yeah, that's not the real version. We <laughs> made it up. <laughs> well, back at Thad's apartment, um, Liz gets an indecent proposal from Thad. How many rooms are in? It's my D and D room. The gaming table comes up out of the floor. Table. 
track. I'm supposed to say floor first. Oh, forget it, damn it. Oh, this is all for you, Liz. What? I have been in love with you since college. Watching you every night on that stage and realizing my dad was wrong. I do like girls. Oh, boy. Okay. The party, the New York apartment, everything. Do you know why I spun off Zaro and sold it to Cable Town? Just so I could accidentally run into you. That is why it's called Zaro. In Game of Thrones, Zaro is a rich merchant prince who wishes to acquaint himself with the mother of dragons. Right, well, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Liz, wait! Ten million dollars! I want you to take my virginity on leap night for ten million dollars. Fine, twenty. No, Thad, I... Don't answer yet. I mean, unless you were going to say yes. No, you heard me say no. Don't answer yet. Don't answer yet. So I checked to see if Game of Thrones is already airing by the time this episode aired, so I was like, is that like... Cause yeah, it, that be. Yeah, because it, it, it's... It, it's it started airing in April 2011, so it would have been, I guess, the first season would have aired. It probably would have been around the time the second season had aired or was about to air or anything like or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I was trying to figure out, like, is that a super nerdy reference? Because now it's like it's been so mainstreamed that I don't know if you could make it. I mean, I guess there are a lot of Star Wars references, and Star Wars is, quote-unquote, mainstream. Mainstream. I mean, not quote-unquote, it is, but... But Star Wars has been in the zeitgeist for 30 yeah. years, whereas Game of Thrones at this time, it really was more of a book series over a TV series where I think yeah. now it's eclipsed yeah. over the TV series is bigger than oh, the for books. Because sure. the first season did all right, but it, like, it kind of grew every year for its yeah. first several years. Yeah, so I think at this time, this would have been a more uh, referential, like you either get this joke or you don't kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I don't think she was called the Mother of Dragons in the first... She might have been, but I don't think she's... Um, I can't even think of the character. It's not Cersei. Because um, that's... The, the, the brother her? lover oh my god Amelia Cart is the fucking actress god yeah. why can't I think Daenerys Jesus Christ I can't get people's names right today um, I don't know if she was called Mother of Dragons just yet in season one so it definitely would have and I think the character of Zara wouldn't have come into season three or two so yeah it was, I've been a bit more of an obscure Game of Thrones reference at this time also, I feel like ten to twenty million dollars is quite a sum for that kind of proposition. Like that's the thing. Like how would how would anyone ever turn that down? That's so much money. Oh, so you're saying you would go for it for twenty million dollars? Who wouldn't? Some people hold relationships more sacred, I guess. <laughs> no, I totally would fucking do it <laughs> without a doubt for one night, and you get twenty million dollars. It'd be the easiest twenty million. Exactly. Night I'm saying, like, for that million. insane amount of money, like, how yeah. could you? How could anyone? I think. I think anyone's partner million? would forgive them. But I mean, it's like, but it's. I mean, what? There. What's the, even the moral? You know what I mean? Like, right. You. You'd have to be in a relationship and be so committed to fidelity that, like, but it's like really, like. I mean, it's definitely a matter of greed also, which is not a bad thing. Well, sure, but... But, I mean, I it mean, is a bad thing, but at the same time, like... I, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, you'd have to be in a really, really strict relationship. I mean, maybe if you already have $20 million <laughs> or are another fellow billionaire, right. then you uh, could turn it down pretty easily. Yeah. yeah. Also, maybe not, because people who have a lot of money also like to make more money, so who That's knows? true. That's true. Keep that money train going. Exactly. Ah, but back at Thad's apartment, the competition 
I guess you would say, is heating up between Liz and Jenna as to who will get Thad's. Well, it doesn't, I mean, I guess Jenna has taken that she just wants to be a gold digger. She just wants the monies. Yeah, I mean, she's got a hill to climb to get there. Oh boy, I'm getting sleepy. (sighs) Wow, you're famous. I have screen grabs of all your nip slips. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Thad? I was trying to remember what was the dance that Rolf did for Liesel. Did it go like this? Oh, yes. That's it. That's how Rolf danced. Oh. Mm. Why don't you go and get me and Liz some drinks? Very well. Liz, a moment, please. If you're really gonna do this, you better get a move on. Right now, there are models waking up from their coke binges, multi-ethnic bartenders with daddy issues, former ballerinas who had to quit because their boobs got too big. They're gonna hear about the horny billionaire, and Thad's gonna forget all about his little crush. They're coming, Liz. Click, click. That's their stilettos. No, well, we, uh, we skipped over the bit where after Liz was proposed to to help Thad take his virginity. Uh, she calls Chris to basically get his okay on it. And she doesn't explicitly say what the okay would be, but Chris has obviously seen Leap Day Williams and, and celebrates Leap Day. So he's saying whatever goes doesn't matter because it doesn't count. So really, although she didn't March. exactly get it okay, she seems like she's going to go through with it now. So yeah. she's doing well, her best. I think you heard the scene that has like with, the clip from the movie again mm-hmm. because that's because that's where Candy McDowell says real life happens in March and then it cuts and then she has the phone call with Chris right, where yeah. he, he repeats yeah. the same thing because he he quotes the movie again right which is what they were doing during their lovemaking hooray as we learned so, sexy uh, I don't think so uh, but as uh, Tracy's wandering the streets um, with the biggest problem in the world is he just can't spend fifty thousand dollars in Vinny on a gift card. He gets a little word of advice from a random, uh, seemingly Leap Day William uh, costumed person. Why the long face, son? I do have a long, elegant face, thank you. But I can't enjoy your compliment because I'm sad. I'm starting to think Leap Day William isn't even real. I reckon you might be right. Leap Day Williams probably just a tall tale told the kids to help sell candy. But this old fool still believes he exists right here, inside all of us. I am always coughing up blood. Could that be Leap Day William trying to get out? Mike could be. But I think if he were here right now, Leap Day William would tell you everything's gonna be all right, Tracy. As long as you remember, where you come from. Thanks. Nice costume, by the way. Right. Costume. Leap Day Williams is getting a sequel. In Leap, Leap Baby. Baby. Hey, that's that's uh, predicting Alec Baldwin as Boss Baby. All those years later. Now a hit Netflix show that's probably run for six seasons that's because right. of the way they do seasons. is very much like the British way. That it's not aired in a, every year. Yeah. It's you get two or three a year, <laughs> and somehow you rack up three seasons in one year. 
Anyway, in that <laughs> in that scene, I really like Tracy's line delivery of "Yes, I have a beautifully elongated face, but I'm alone because oh, I'm sad." Oh. And also, the, <laughs> could that be Lee Tay Williams? I probably look that Lee Tay Williams trying to escape from me. <laughs> yeah, that's Ray, Mike funny. could be Tracy. <laughs> His sincerity is often his best feature. Uh, but as Liz, the clock is ticking as the beautiful, as the hot bitches are on their way to Thad's apartment, and Liz is eager to get her $20 million. So, what should we do now? Stop pressuring me! What are you, an intercourse monster? I'm sorry. I'm nervous. Is sex like when the Navi intertwine their hair braids? Sure. Yeah, Thad, that's exactly what it's like. Okay, look, if we're gonna do this, we kinda need to do it now, okay? Before... Oh, no. Damn it, hot bitches! Poor Liz. Also, I find it really hard to believe someone named Thad, who's an internet guru... Has ever seen porn? Has never seen porn. Are you That's fucking kidding true. me? He would know what sex is. Maybe he's uh, what you what do you call it? One of those no fap or whatever people. That or, doesn't mean you don't know what sex is. That you don't watch it. Well, maybe he, it was ingrained in him when he was a little kid that he would go blind. So he and it was a sin and all that good stuff. So. He literally admitted two scenes ago that I have Jenna's nipple slips. That's so he true. Looks for porn. Good point. Just That's saying. True. Just saying. He doesn't have to masturbate. That's fine. But the fact that he doesn't know what sex is is a little telling, I guess. Hmm. But um, although I like how it plays in though to Liz, we, so we know like Liz like doesn't really like sex anyway. So it's like when she has the opportunity to be yeah. hair breathing, she leaps at it. Yeah, I mean it's smart. It's good tactics. Uh, but back in Jack's office, we get our very on the nose uh, Christmas Carol references. The ghost of Christmas past, present, and future arrives. The ghost of Christmas? Well, I mean, that's what it is, but it's, but the, it's the ghost late, of Lee past, past, present, present, and, present future. and future. Whatever. Anyway. Wake up, sir. Wake up. What is this? Kenneth, is that me? Oh, I'm not Kenneth. I'm the spirit of Leap Day. Welcome to your leap day past. Jackie, we can't go to the parade today. I got called into work at the hospital where I'm a nurse. Why are you showing me this? This is the kind of adversity that made me the man I am today. Good. Cry. Let your sadness form a hole inside you that can only be filled with money. Uh, of course we're going to the parade today, Jackie. But you can't have candy and cigarettes without a few tears first. How did I forget this part? And when did we stop giving children cigarettes? It's the liberal war on Leap Day. It's time to go, Mr. Donaghy. Women. Welcome to Leap Day present. Okay, I changed my eye color, but it seemed like a waste of voodoo. Good night, Mr. Donaghy. Sorry, baby. Daddy not coming home tonight because of work. It's a good lesson. This will help her in life. Are you sure? Welcome to the future. Five leap days from now. That's Liddy. I assume this is her horse stable and that she's hammering that nail as a funny joke. No, Mr. Donaghy. 
She's doing Habitat for Humanity. After you missed all her leap days, she started experimenting with liberalism. That's not her, it can't be. What have you done with my daughter? Where is Liddy? She's at home, sir, with the nanny. There's still time, Kenneth. I want you to go to Cinderella and buy the biggest rhubarb there is. The one that's as big as me, sir? That's the one. But first, you take Rebecca Bernstein to the vet. What a mitzvah. Merry Leap Day, sir. Merry Leap Day to us all. We're getting the Hanukkah angle in. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, Mazel tov. So the actress that played young Colleen, I don't know if she was trying to be a young Elaine Stritch, but she, so she's playing, obviously, a young Colleen here. Right. But then in her IMDb, she, um, she was in a 2015 series called Image Doctors, which I'm not sure exactly what that is, but she also played Elaine Stritch there, too. Interesting. So I'm curious... Maybe she, Maybe she got that role because she was like, hey, I've played young I've, Elaine, I've Stritch done Elaine Stritch before. How many people can say that? Um, Elaine Stritch. <laughs> Dr. Lizzie and Dr. Allie go to extreme and unconventional lengths to fix their celebrity clients' images. What? Uh, that's the basis of this show. Is that a web series? It must be because it's only one season but two episodes. Oh, okay. Well, interesting. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what the Fun, Oh, Funny or Die. Okay, yeah. So it must have been a comedy thing. So I guess she's just playing Elaine Stritch. But good for her. All right, we're, we're wrapping up. We're getting near the finale of this episode. So Liz realizes she's beat at Thad's apartment and graciously leaves. Um... As Tracy's still wandering the streets, figuring out how he's going to spend the rest of his Benihana bucks. And he gets there in a very, very slow way. He finally gets it. What's that old man trying to tell me? What am I going to do with all this free food? Remember where I came from. But we all came from the C. C. Like the letter C, which is part of the alphabet. Alphabet soup. Soup kitchen. Kitchen? No, no, don't keep going. The kitchen debate with Richard Nixon. Richard M. Nixon. The M train. Soul train. Chicken soup for the soul. Chicken soup. Soup kitchen. This is a leap day miracle. So we'll 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 let the finale play out because it's a little bit of a amalgamation of everyone's stories wrapping up but i do like tracy and i i mean i do this from time to time internally not so much externally or out loud but the mnemonic devices to try and remember things is definitely like while you're sitting while you're literally standing next to a sign that says the word you're looking yeah, for because it's like it's right in front of your nose but you just can't quite get it but i like Hamilton burris being there and once tracy goes too far of, of saying like no no stop stop don't overthink it but he's still happy he finally gets there. Uh, but uh, the the closing scene is sort of a, a gentle wrap-up of everyone's story with a, a leap day carol to, to herald you out. Merry leap day, tourists. Merry leap day, closeted gay guys meeting in the city. God grant you on this leap day fair a calm wind and the ocean air. Really? Seriously, 20 million bucks. I would sleep with that warm old for that. 
I couldn't go through with it. You know, I just kept seeing your face. Also, I have too much dignity. Mm, so, another woman? Victoria's Secret model. Huh. Beast, homeless! See, that also leads, that final bit there, oh my god, he's behind you, leads me to think, I don't think Leap Day Williams is, is a positive character that I think seemingly people, have, like, he's like the Krampus, I guess, of this holiday. Yeah, well, there's there's no he knows when you're asleep, and then there's the end where we know he's, well, it seems like he's some sort of, like, fish monster, because he bears mm-hmm. his, his fish fangs yeah. at the end. Yeah. Also, Sherry's on track to have as many episodes as Danny <laughs> As many as she's even in their smaller oh, role, right. she's, she showed up quite a bit here in these last few episodes. Uh, but that's Leap Day. They could have made a funny joke about Danny being there for Gosh, Leap Day. Everyone's in this episode but Danny. And Cherie, was Cherie Frank, yeah, Cherie, there was Frank, Frank was in there? it. Okay. He has uh, a couple lines at the beginning. Hmm. Um, yeah. Poor Danny. I don't know what's going on with you, Cheyenne Jackson, but we know you're. We know you're coming up, but. We miss you. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts on... Do, do, we, do we miss him? Uh... I mean, I don't not miss him, I suppose. Yeah, but I mean, he hasn't had, like, a really good storyline. So, I mean, he hasn't, he's not been pivotal or anything like that. But still, they made a big to-do about him and then what? kind of forgotten almost immediately. Anyway, final thoughts on Leap Day before we say... I'm Mas- so sad that it'll, it's it's a, a three years before we can celebrate another leap day. How sad! Oh, well, we didn't do anything last year. Exactly. Right? So, so and now and now by the next time we won't remember by the next leap day that we're supposed to celebrate. Oh, what are we gonna do? But it is kind of. I mean, there were jokes going around, but it was kind of funny that 2020 was like one of the years that just happened to have a leap day in it, and so it just extended the shitty yeah. year even further. Although, Although it was at the beginning. Yes, it was before the, pan- the pandemic really kicked yeah. off and everything started. The pandemic really kicked off. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, well, but... the Australian and the California wildfires were out of That's control at that true. time. Like, I, I want to go true. The year, and... the, 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 I mean, the year started with the Australian yeah. wildfires. Yeah. I want to I look at the timeline of 2020, but I'm also like, I, I can't. I don't have the mental capacity to, to read through all of that because it's just going to be insane. Just it, it seemed maybe it was because people were paying more attention, but it just it really did seem like there was just extra and extra of bad shit happening all throughout 2020. Yeah, well, we all did have more time on our hands, so we had more time to <laughs> pay attention to. Pay it, attention. I guess, yeah, I guess those hours spent driving to and from work, or or getting to and from work, or just being at work where you're not allowed to be on your phones or anything like that to get news regularly. Yeah, you you probably are a little bit oblivious to a lot of the stuff going on yeah it's a blessing and a curse some might say sure not this guy i thought this was a delightful episode of television yeah i think it uh not that last week's episode was bad but i think this this is another again like i think i said at the beginning but it's like a return to form of 30 rock of just like zany and wacky and live action cartoon style so i think they did a good job with this one 
what's upcoming next week on 30 Rock. All right. Well, we, we talked about the credit scene in here that the older man that, that gives Tracy advice gives a little bit more advice for the audience, but then, you know, teases you not to, if you see an old man rising out of the, the ocean, maybe stay, keep your distance. Um, but next week, so in next week's episode, uh, Liz has to pretend to be Frank's girlfriend to hide Lynn Onkman from his mother. Uh, Jack has to convince Kenneth to be a little bit of a hard ass to stand up to a rival in his new job. And Jenna uses skills from an old role to solve the mystery of who took Pete's whiskey. In season six, episode 10, episode 113, Alexis Goodlooking and the Case of the Missing Whiskey. David, take us out. See you next time. Well, I guess we all learned something tonight about love, friendship, about taking chances, about the true meaning of leap day. But these lessons aren't good just for every four years. No, they're good every year because we should live every day as if it's leap day and every leap day as if it's your last <laughs> oh and if you should ever see an old man in a blue suit busting out of the middle of the ocean take the time to say howdy it might just be worth your while i am always coughing up blood could that be leap day william trying to get out might could be